Have you ever wondered what librarians really do all day? Why does a person choose to become a librarian? Learn the answers to these questions and more on Library Life. My name is Lisa. I'm a youth librarian at the Westerville Public Library. We'll go behind the scenes and talk to librarians to see what they do to make all of that library magic happen. I'm your guide through the looking glass. So close your eyes, open your ears, and listen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Library Life. It's me, your host, Lisa, one of your librarians here at the Westerville Public Library. Today, I have my boss with me, Robin. Robin, will you say hello and tell everyone what you do here at the library? Hi, yes, I am Robin Gibson. My pronouns are she and her, and I am the Youth Services Manager here at the Westerville Public Library. So basically, that means I oversee the services and programs for ages 0 to 18. And also for anyone who works with those ages of kids. So think parents, teachers, families, all of that. And I kind of think it's just about the greatest job in the world. <laughs> I think that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about the library's world language collection, specifically in the youth department. And Robin, can you describe what that is? What is our world language collection? All right. So our World Language Collection includes uh, over 2,000 books in 42 different languages. If you want to find a list of some of those languages, you can go to our website, thewestervillelibrary.org, and then it's a backslash for world-languages, and that'll give you an overview of those different languages in the collection. It includes picture books, board books, graphic novels, nonfiction in all those languages. And so, yeah, if you're somebody that's looking for books in other languages, you know, check out our website. Or once the library is back open, you can come in and look. It's uh, located in the youth department, kind of behind where the reference desk is, before you hit the windows. And so will you share why this collection is special and unique? Well, in a lot of libraries, the language collection is spread out. So there are materials in the 400s, so in the nonfiction, lots of dictionaries and some languages. Sometimes a few larger languages have their own section. Uh, like in our case, we had Spanish and Somali sections before we had a world languages section. You'll find bilingual books and picture books. But at our library, because we have created the world languages collection, these books are now together. Uh, hopefully so that people will see them. And they're great if you are learning a language or, you know, you have a second language in your home, you want to share your native language with your child, that kind of thing. But they're also great just to get exposure to different countries and cultures of the world. You don't have to speak another language to enjoy these books. A lot of them are bilingual books, and they a lot of them have beautiful illustrations in them. They often look different, so they're kind of stimulating. They're, they're, you'll find different things in that world language collection. They're a great way to explore the world, especially right now when we can't physically travel. You can still travel through books. Absolutely. I think that you know, my, from my personal experience, we get a lot of people that use them, and I think our collection is very large in comparison to similar types of, like, you know, similar size libraries. And I know that, you know, just from helping people, they ask for those books. And they're like, oh, you know, I didn't, I couldn't find any French books or Dutch books or Somali books in other places. And I found them here. So that's always, you know, kudos to Westerville. 
So how did the collection come to be? So a couple of things kind of happened uh, in 2015. And that summer, I visited our sister library. We have a sister library in Sweden. It's the Yislavad Bibliotech. And in that library, in their children's area downstairs, I saw a browsing bin, like a face-out bin with books in different languages. And it was in their picture book section. And they had just a sign on top saying, you can find, you know, all of these. There's probably like 15 different languages there. And it just made me think, hmm, this is a nice way for kids to see these books. I had also, back here in Westerville, recently we did our 400 section in the library. So I knew that's where the languages were, but I kind of felt they were a little bit buried back there uh, in nonfiction. So those two things were kind of in my head. Like I said earlier, we, we did have a Spanish and Somali section separately from the 400s. But I just wondered, could we put all the language books together and in one place where people could find them and, and see them? And I mean, I feel really fortunate here because Becky O'Neill, our youth collection development librarian, kind of felt the same way as I did. And having a colleague, you know, in the library who wanted to do the same thing was, I have to say, that was uh, integral to the process, you know, to that happening. The other thing that was happening kind of in 2015, we think of it happening now, but there were conversations around diversity, representation, and inclusion. Uh, Those have been happening for a while, and a world languages collection is kind of a perfect mesh for that, both in the library world and at large. And you noted the size of the collection. That's one thing. My first thought was really, you know, putting these books together so people could find them. And when we created this, though, Becky really started seeking out these books. And I think that's why our collection is a little bit larger than some other libraries. We both, when we would go to conferences, we would visit publishers, look for books in other languages and, you know, look for international publishers. Uh, so it was a real effort to, to find books. Mm-hmm. Becky also contacted the school's English learners program and to ask about what languages they were seeing in the schools, because we wanted to know what languages we should target and be looking for. Uh, so we knew Spanish and Somali, but she learned that they were translating documents into Nepali as well. And that's when Nepali became a real focus for us to look for in our collection, too. We hadn't really realized that population was here in, in central Ohio before then. That part of actively seeking out books in other languages really came about as we form that collection. Very cool. It's kind of great and amazing thing that you and Becky kind of came up with this idea and got to pursue it in a manner that came to fruition. And now you can physically see it, you know, see this is what happened. And this is, this is what we did. And this was kind of, you know, we all have projects that are near and dear to our hearts. And it's just, it's a very cool thing. And there's a shout out to the catalog cataloging and tech services too because there's actually behind the scenes things that go on in the catalog with labeling and in the mark records and so it was interesting there were lots of pieces to this project and how do you go about finding books to add we started looking for publishers uh, especially small presses and international publishers so once you find a publisher who publishes in other languages, that's a, that's a good tip. Then they publish more. Bigger presses, and like we get a lot of our books to Baker and Taylor, don't often carry a lot of international mm-hmm. books. though. And I know Becky has put in a lot of requests to them as well. So the more people do that, the more likely they are to carry those books as well. 
it is kind of spread. Adult now has a world languages section. So, and some of our books we receive as donation. They have over a hundred Gujarati books, and that is a language from India. And so there are over 800 families in central Ohio who speak Gujarati as their native language. We also, you know, read book reviews, we scour book reviews and welcome recommendations from patrons because we are always trying to grow this collection. I think that my own personal experience, it's not an easy task sometimes finding books in other languages. Some of the, you know, majorly popular series, things like picture books like, you know, Mo Williams and Diary of a Libby Kid and Harry Potter, those are translated, you know, oftentimes in many languages, but kind of just books that come from native speakers is often difficult because the publishers just don't want to print them. Exactly. It's it's getting better, but yeah, it is still still a struggle to find them. So. Yeah, so it's something we're still working on. It's a living and growing collection. Absolutely. What else would you like to share about the World Language Collection? I just think everyone should check it out. So you'll find books, like I said, you don't have to speak another language. Lots of bilingual books here. And books, because books from other countries just look different. So if it's not a bilingual book, there's still picture books that are just beautiful. So I think they're wonderful for art lovers. And and kids, I think, often are more accepting of, of these differences than, than grown-ups. It can be a neat experience just for a, a child to see words written in a, a language, especially a language like Arabic or Russian that has a, a whole different alphabet. And just for them to realize that, you know, print can look very different. Words can look very different in different languages. And how, you know, you hold and kind of read the book, whether you're reading from left to right or right to left or back to front and all of that differs by language and by culture. By culture, yeah. And I think, you know, something I learned yesterday, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a word called trans translanguaging. Am I saying that right? Yeah, translanguaging. <laughs> Children that do speak multiple languages, it's important for them to read not only in English, but in their own language as well, because that's, you know, their native language, because that's how they think. And for us to be able to have representation of that, I think is pretty amazing. Yeah, and it could be great for a uh, you know a parent or grandparent whose English is not as fluent, but maybe they know their native language, and that would allow them to read a book with their child. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for all that information. I think that's really special that we have here. Yeah, we should be proud that you got to be a part of that and are continuing to be part of it. All right, so as you probably know, we end every episode of Library Life with a book recommendation. So, what book would you like to share with us? I wanted to share a book. It seemed appropriate to pick one from the World Languages Collection. And this is a book that has multiple languages in one book. So in the World Languages Collection, if a book does have more than one language in it, then it is in a section actually called World. So this is called Hello World. It's a celebration of languages and curiosities. It is by Jonathan Litton. And it tells how to say hello in different languages from around the world. So on the very first page, it gives you 10 hellos to try. And it says, then you would be able to greet more than half of the world. So it talks about the number of languages in the world. So it's kind of part atlas and part culture. I thought it was fascinating when it talks about the United States. It says there are currently 
eight languages in the United States that have at least a million native speakers. Wow. English by is by far the, the dominant language, but seven other languages, which over a million uh, native speakers speak. It also includes sign language and hand talk, uh, Native American hand talk. It's just a really fun, and it has flaps to explore. It's designed for kids, but I think it has fascinating information and facts for, for everyone. Wow, that's really cool. So it's both kind of a book to teach compassion for people of different languages, but also, you know, factual things. Right. It's great to teach and explore. And it is part out. When you were talking about direction of languages, yeah, it talks specifically about Arabic and the, the script running from right to left instead of left to right. It shows those different characters, different scripts, different conventions of language. And it's called Hello World. Very cool. Check that out, folks. And right now you can put it on hold and pick it up curbside. Thank you, Robin, for sharing the book and talking about the World Language Collection. And thank you all for listening to Library Life. Have a great day. Bye.